We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. We are officially one week past the NBA draft lottery. And uh, we, we're going to reconvene on tonight's show and cover all the options that the Knicks are facing right now with the number eight pick. Of course, we're going to take your phone call, 657-383-1509. CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. My man, Alex Trataros in the building. Knicks blogger, Knicks podcaster, NBA blogger as well, man. Alex, how you feeling tonight, bro? I'm good, CP. Just chilling, enjoying this night. And ready to talk some Knicks, man. That's what that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, man. Absolutely, bro. And indeed, and you know, twenty twenty has just been been crazy, bro. Because uh, you know, you have all these current events going on. You have you know, obviously the passing of Kobe and everything, and you're now in the bubble. Everything that's transpiring in Wisconsin now has led to a strike yesterday. No playoff games yesterday. Now it's back on again. I mean, give, give me your thoughts on what's going on, man. Before we get into this draft, you know, I think we got to touch on what, what's going on with the league because it's just been crazy what's been transpiring the past few days. It has been crazy, but you know what? I support the players and what they're doing. I think yesterday, especially with what happened to, to Jacob Blake, that's his name. That's I yeah, think, Jacob yeah, Jacob Blake. Yeah. Um, you know, just a horrific event. Terrible. We understand that Black Lives Matter. We understand that this is a movement that, needs to be heard that needs to continue and the players are doing everything that they can to make sure that it's her that everyone's voices is heard you know um and i think they're using their platform the right way and i and for them going on strike yesterday that was that was that's historic man i mean the nba has always been a prog- uh, progressive league but them not being able to play, them choosing not to play yesterday made a statement saying you know what, we're not doing enough and there's a bigger issue outside of basketball and we got to take care of it. To yeah. see that the Bucks were calling uh, the Department of Justice to see what they can do to get the charges to go through and get the cops who are involved in the shooting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that that's more important than playing basketball. And now the fact that we're going to probably be getting games back on Saturday, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hear what uh, they're going to do moving forward, yeah. what more they got the owners to do, but kudos to the players, man. Yeah, I would say kudos to them. You know, back when the whole Roddy King episode went down in 92, Craig Hodges, during the finals, game one in the finals, Lakers versus Bulls, you know, he went up to M. Before that, he went up to MJ and Maggie Johnson. He's like, yo, listen, we, we need to boycott this thing, you know, to take a stand. And they felt like it was too radical a move, and, and they passed on it. And so you now have the modern-day player or teams that are now – thinking about ways to to make an impact, you know, in terms of protest and boycott and, and just raising awareness to the cause of their people. So I think you have to commend them on it. Um, I saw a lot of backlash, you know, a lot of anti-LeBron, LeBron's doing this, LeBron's doing that. I think people need to understand that this was started by the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, the Facts. Jacob, the Jacob uh, Blake situation happened in Wisconsin. Secondly, you have uh, the player on the Milwaukee Bucks. His name is, is slipping me. I believe it's um, Sterling Brown. Mm-hmm. Sterling Brown, who had an altercation with the police. He was tased, gun pointed to his head, You know, had a traumatic experience there. So when all this is going down, they're coming to his defense as well. So it was really the Milwaukee Bucks that started it by, by basically calling a strike. And once they decided to sit out, you know, the ball became rolling from there. So now that it's back on, I see people saying, oh, they catered, you know, they, they, they folded in this and the third. I'm like, mm, that, it's, it's not that simple. You know, I think people need to understand that these players are affected by what's going on out there in the real world. It's not just about dribbling a basketball. These are things that impact them in their lives. These players have stories like other people have stories. Maybe it didn't end in a bullet. You know what I mean? But, you know, they they should be heard. And so to say that they didn't, you know, that they caved into the press and so on and so forth, people got to understand, like, it's not easy to, to put your whole livelihood on the line for something like this. A lot of people aren't doing it. You know, there's a lot of people not on the front line. Everybody's at home on their, you know, armchair activism. Like, it takes a lot to go out there and, and really put in work. You, you know what I mean? And so... That's a fact. These players understand that if they if they sit this thing out and they cancel the league, they lock the league out next year, it's not just Kyrie's $30 million on the line or LeBron's $30 million on the line. This is, you know... Langston Galloway, when is his contract coming? This is Torrey Murray. He's not in the league anymore. But, you know, those caliber guys, is his contract coming another day? So you're talking about the livelihoods of not just the players at the top, but the players at the bottom, the support staff, so on and so forth. So it's not as easy thing to say is just, oh, stop playing and, 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 you know, focus on social justice. It's It's not that easy of a decision at all. Not at all. You know, um, Alex Kennedy wrote about this for Hoops Hype, and he interviewed Ed Davis about this. And Ed Davis talked about what we were talking about in length, too, where you have players who are not making anywhere close to what LeBron James or Kyrie Irving or Anthony Davis. And you have guys who, not even like Ed Davis, who's had a long career and has made a good amount of money. You have guys who, the average length of an NBA career, I believe, is like four years. Yeah, four years. It is four years. Yeah, and then what's that like for, depending on where you get drafted, that's either... 9 million or way less, you know, imagine Mitch, he's making 
about a like close to a mill. Imagine four years just making a mill and then that's it with your career. And, you know, it's not just those players who are living off those salaries. This is trans, this is like, this is generational wealth that we're talking about. Right. And so it's very hard for a player to be like, oh yeah, you know, let me just give up my, my millions because, you know, I, I can, I, I'm just going to go be a social activist. And it's not like they, if they want to do that, by all means, kudos to them, yeah. but they, they have families that they also have to take care of as well. And I, it's very hard to say, let me just, as you already said, just give up everything. Like we're, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a regular day person. I can't just say, Hey, you know what, quit my job. I got to still pay bills. Like, yeah. And I could say, you know, why didn't they do that? Why can't they do this? But absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about players that also experienced this, like we can go back to even Tabo Cephalosha not too long ago when he was, I believe he was in New York city and the police just uh, beat him and broke, and broke his leg, yeah. you know? And yeah. It's this is where like it gets tiring, you know, being a uh, black and brown person in the society where it's just like enough. Yeah, enough's enough. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. It's tough, and you know, to to see some people not being uh, empathetic about the situation is tough. You know, you see grown men, you see Doc Rivers crying, you see Chris Webber crying. Kenny Smith walking off, you know, play, people have stories, man. You know, Doc Rivers, he had that speech yesterday and everybody's commending him. A lot of people forget Doc Rivers' house was burnt down in San Antonio in a apparent uh, uh, racist attack. I mean, these things are, this is real life stuff, you know what I mean? It's not just what happened with Jacob Blake or whatever the facts are or what happened or didn't happen. It's way deeper than that. It goes way, way back before that from personal stories to, to history on down, you know, it's deeper than that. And, and so I think people need to understand that these players are trying to figure out how to best use their platform to affect change. I think there's been some, um, you know, naive sentiments like, you know, Siakam thought, you know, he was taken aback. He said, you know, I thought we were raising awareness by being in a bubble and wearing the jerseys and things like that. Like, no, it takes it takes a lot of work to really affect change. It's a long grind. It's a lifetime commitment. It's a long process. Just look at, you know, what, what history has showed us. So I think these people, these players, they're trying to figure out how to use a platform. Give them time to figure that out. And let's not nitpick and say oh you know he, he, he's doing this wrong or he's doing this wrong or he's reading one page of a book or he's not supporting this cause let them figure out the best path to move forward and and st- let's stop you know with the armchair activism and, and really criticizing what they should be doing you know what i mean at least they're taking a step and this is having an impact on sports across a, across the border across the board absolutely i agree with you 100 percent. i mean there's not more. There's not much more to say than we got to be supportive. These guys are going through it like real time. It's hard to like figure everything out within a day. No yeah. one figures out anything in a day. And so like we can't be like, as you said, armchair activists saying, "Hey, uh, why don't you have it figured out now?" Man, I don't even know what I'm gonna have for lunch sometimes during the same day. How That's am I it. gonna have? How am I gonna have? How am I gonna figure out what to do for uh, to to pr- to promote social justice and to make sure we get change to move across? Like, you know on all levels i mean the other issue is that jalen brown brought it up too it's like if we if they all went back home and i think the i think i think the bubble is bringing awareness too i think it is to Mm -hmm. some extent it's it's still like a work in progress throughout all this we see it um but jalen brown said even if they cancel the season what if everyone goes home what is everyone doing right right? are they going to be sitting on on their butts on the couch or are they going to be out 
side, like protesting, figuring out how to work with nonprofits, what else are they doing? At least if they're in the bubble, you know, at least we'll see Black Lives Matter on the court. We'll at least have the stories that we heard from Doc Rivers, Chris Weber, all these guys. Like we got this because of this platform. You know, you know what I mean? So it come it's not easy to figure it out. And I think we got to be a little bit more lenient with the players and with the NBA in general because they're trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least I, at least we could say that they're trying. There's there's other leagues that are just not trying. You right. know what I mean? So right. yeah, I give some some credit to the NBA and some credit to the players. Like we can't That's just it. be so harsh. Can't 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 be uh, harsh on the armchair criticism, man. This is real life. People have real stories, and and they they should be heard. So just give them a chance. But um, you know that that's that on that topic. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. All right, let's get to this draft talk out because oh, uh, you know I, I've gotten over the sting of the eighth <laughs> pick, and now looking forward, you know, listen. Um, this is about options. This show is about options because with the eighth pick, Knicks have a ton of options staring in front of them, right? They're, they're Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau, they're, they're basically building with almost a, a clean slate, a, a blank slate here of, of how they want to, you know, start to build this team in their vision and their mold. So tonight's show, let, let's start with keeping the pick at eight. Who would All be right. your preferred prospect? And what, what are you thinking so far at eight right now? Oh, Kara Lewis has, is my top guy right now. I I know, you know, we talk about the Knicks needing a point guard. I'm not saying Kara is going to be that guy who's going to like lead us to the chip or even to the playoffs, but I just like, I just like who he is as a prospect. Spencer Perman talked about it great length when you guys did the, the, mm-hmm. the lottery Spencer. show. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just like speed. And one thing I always look at is like an elite talent. So, if you have Lamel, who's an elite passer, the next elite talent that I see is care with speed. And I'll take speed any day. The way that he's able to penetrate the lanes, get steals. He shot pretty well from three. This uh, is college season. I think it was like 36%. He shot around 45% from the field. Uh, kid can just move and get to and get to, to the lane and be a playmaker. I like that. I like that about him. He gives me not saying he's going to be uh, John Wall or De'Aaron Fox, but he gives me those type of vibes with the speed, and that's what I that's what I like. I just want someone who can like just attack, move, yeah. especially in transition. When we were watching the Knicks, man, and, and I was so infuriated, we didn't even push the pace. It was so it was moving slower than molasses, man. <laughs> I just want to see I want to see someone that can just push the ball. Carol Lewis can push the ball. I mean, I went to the Westchester G League game when I was back home in uh, White Plains, and I, that team was much more fun to watch because of the pace, man. They play with a fast pace. And that's, I think that's something the Knicks were lacking last year was just playing with pace and keeping guys on their toes. They bring it up, play the half court and they weren't that effective in the half court. So why not get a guy, especially who's young, who can just go down the court break with like burst of speed. That's what I like. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you there, man. Um, I would say this on, on Lewis, um, I don't know, would they would they go up and get him at eight? I think that's my question with Lewis. I see these guys being available. Um, my mouse is a bit frozen here. Pardon me one second. I see these guys being available. I see these five guys being available at eight. I think it's going to be um, Obi. I think Obi could be there. Mm-hmm. A- Okoro. Devin Vassell, who they say they're high on. I think... Potentially Hayes, depending on where um, Detroit goes, and Halliburton. 
I'm okay. not so sure they go up to get Kira Lewis at eight. I think they will go best player available. They Maybe they have him on their board. We'll see how their board looks. But I think it's going to come down to those five guys. I think it's going to be Okoro, Obi, Halliburton, Hayes, and Vassell. I mean, if Hayes is there, I'm, I'm just thinking that Detroit's ahead of us. And right. I'm thinking that Lamelo is going to be gone way before he even gets to Detroit at seven. I'm thinking that Hayes is going to be gone at seven. So if we like if we like a point guard, I know Cole Anthony's like another guy that people like as well. I think he might be a little bit, not too far, far back. I think around like the 10, 11 range. Yeah. But I, I would prefer if the Knicks were able to trade back to get Kira. In all honesty, I just, I just like him as a prospect. So that's why I would go with him at eight. Obi is a good choice though. I like Obi Toppin just because he's able to score. My issue with Obi though is his, uh, his defense, especially if like if we're looking at him as a prospect. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, uh, how how Tibbs will work with Obi, man. It would definitely be interesting to see how Tibbs works with Obi. Um, you know, the case for what what I don't think they should do is reach up for the point guard just to say that they're gonna get the point guard at eight. I do think they need to start the process of grooming the the future point guard of this team. You know, whether mm-hmm. it is at eight or at 27 or so on or through free agency, they need to start figuring out who can potentially be the answer here. I don't it's not going to be Frank. It's not going to be DSJ. It's definitely not going to be Alfred Payton. So at the point guard of the future of this team is not on the t- on the roster right now. I think the case could be made for the three and D wing at eight, whether it's Vassell or Okoro. Um, I mean, think about this, bro. Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons, Tatum, Jalen yep. Brown. I mean, this is your division competition right here that you're going to need to match up with. You know what I mean? So, a Vassell, even in a Coro, even though the shooting scares me, I could see the investment being made there. To really give yourself a guy that could be flexible, guard threes, maybe some fours in a small ball situation, um, take some pressure off of RJ as well, and, and really be that that guy to to, to help RJ and Mitch um, defensively out there. So I could I could definitely make the case for a three and D wing at at eight. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I would be happy if we got one of those guys too. Kira is just like my personal favorite, as I was saying. Mm-hmm. But I think for the, for the eight, like, yeah, it would be a reach. And that's why I'm saying if they wanted him, they would have to probably trade back to yeah. get him and get more assets to do so. Or Coral Vassal would be, Vassal would be a very safe option. Um, solid three and D player. I, I like, you know, that's where you project him to be. A Coral would probably be if you're thinking after naming all the guys in the East, when you think of, you got to Tatum. Yeah. That's just uh, division. Siakam, that's just your no, division. I know. I know. And so like, if you're thinking Siakam, Tatum, Kevin Durant, then I'd probably go with Okoro just for the defensive, be his defensive stopper against all those guys. Yeah. I think, but isn't his issue, his wingspan too. So would he be able to guard them like with the length or. I'm not sure where he weighs out, um, where he um, measures out wingspan wise. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, the issue is, is certainly the shooting and the free throw shooting. You know, he's under 67, he's about 67% from the strike. Gets there a good amount, almost five times a game. Um, obviously, the burst, the the athleticism uh, certainly sp- speaks to you. You know what I mean? His playmaking capability. Listen, he, he's a solid engine and he'd be a great pickup, but it's just hard to see that 
fit with RJ struggling to shoot, RJ struggling at the line. Then you're going to bring another kid in here. Kevin Knox is already struggling. Frank is already struggling. It's tough. It's tough for me to, to I would, I would, I'm, I'm on board with the Okoro pick if they, if it was him. Um, if they believe in the upside, you know what? Listen, I'm going to bet on this new development staff to see, okay, Walt Perrin's going to say, you know what? I think this, this is the kid with the highest ceiling. You, you're going to have Kenny Payne, Johnny Bryant, Tibbs to say, you know what? We're going to get the most out of this kid. And that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Roll the dice on the upside and get a kid in here that you, that you feel like you could really maximize his potential. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had a, I have more faith in this front office, even though we haven't seen anything yet, just based on the profiles that we got from Johnny Bryant, Walt Perrin. Uh, now we got uh, Kenny pa- uh, Kenny Payne, the new KP. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would trust this. I would trust this organization to develop one of those guys. So between those two, then who who's who would you say you really want at eight then? Between Vassell, I mean, I wouldn't even count on Naismith, man. Yo, I, I, we need some shooting in here, Yo, man. Yo, Naismith is a flamethrower from deep. We, that we need some shoot. shooting in here, man. You know, um, if, obviously Vassell, his, his defensive instincts you would take. Um, like I said, whoever they feel like it has the highest ceiling between Vassell, Okoro, even Naismith, you know, if, mm-hmm. if, if they feel like his injury is not that serious, they feel like he can come around uh, and defensively he's not going to kill you. I don't, I don't know, man. I got to I gotta watch some more of these games, man, before before I go to my mock draft. <laughs> I'm, I'm releasing my mock draft in early October, man, my, my, uh, my big board. I got to watch okay. more of these games, man. But, like, but listen, the overall profile is this. We want to help RJ become a better player, right? Um, yes, we need a point guard. We need that overall engine that's going to elevate the whole team. But you could also use that that wing defender because, like, I, I gave you all those guys that we're going to be going up against in the division. Uh, and even just look defensively in, in the East at some of the top defenders. It's Siakam. It's Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? It's Jimmy Butler. It's the freaky. It's the wings, man. The wing is the focus, man. And, and so... Um, I think you could see a situation where maybe they go over Cello or Coro at eight, and then either they package up 27 and 38 and move up into the 20s and maybe get a Lewis or uh, Maxi or Cole Anthony at the guard to, to answer the guard position. Or maybe they just stay at 27 and and go with maybe a Grant Ryler or you know take a flyer on somebody like that and see who drops out. You know, it was very interesting because on a podcast with um, Walt Perrin, mm-hmm. my guy Ben Anderson, who was on the show, he covers the Utah Jazz for their NBC affiliate. He had Walt Perrin on for a podcast to evaluate, to get his thoughts on the 2020 draft class. And this was a podcast back in April. And Perrin thought that the value is between 15 and 30. He said between 15 and 30, there are about 40 guys that they could be looking at and and would be happy to pick if they felt like, you know, he's at the top of their board. Okay. 40 guys they would be looking at between those 15 slots. I mean, we keep hearing that this is not necessarily like an all-star, like, fitted draft, but it's clearly going to have some solid role players and players that are going to contribute to – any NBA team. And I, and like, I was doing a podcast last night and I joked, uh, it's going to come out tomorrow, but I was joking uh, with uh, Jeff Campbell, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like 
there's more talent that's ready to go into your lineup between like the 15 to 30 round than someone that you want in the one through 14 yeah. throughout the lottery. So it's interesting that it may, it's probably going to turn out that way. And, you know, you're usually like teams are ready to like take a, a, an older player who's like yeah. 21, 22, who's probably played three, four years college basketball. And you know that they're going to contribute and you see how far they develop. They're ready to start playing. Right. So do you think like you can, we can get like a Desmond Bain then around that? pick or do you think he's going to be gone because that would be a guy something yeah yeah i think bain is certainly from what you're looking at you know from from the big boards that i'm looking at um bain could certainly be there but again we don't know what their board looks like you know what i mean that's the most yeah i know that's like according to to wall perrin you know a guy like a desmond bain who some teams may have him in the 25 to 30 range a guy like wall perrin saying i'm not afraid to take him 15 to 20 if i like him that much and that's why we got Walt Perrin in the building, right? Hey. It's because he, he he saw Donovan Mitchell, right? And that's people it. were not even putting Donovan Mitchell up that high. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we're going to go for it. That's why, you know, I wouldn't – that's where it comes to saying, like, not not worried who they're going to choose at eight. And if they, you know, if they did choose, like, my guy at yeah. eight, I'd be like, oh, I'm confident that they see something in him that they're going to work with him. I mean, I guess, like, the other options that we could do with eight, though, is, like, do you think we're going to, like, trade up? Do you think we're going to trade back? Like, so, so that's, let, that's let's, that's a bigger question. So, yeah, so let's table the trade. Let's get to Will from LI in the building. Will, how you feeling? Hey, what's going on, CP? How you doing today, Alex? Good, bro. What's going on? Good. How you doing, man? Uh, I wanted to first start off by saying um, how proud I was with the NBA and how everybody was came together in solidarity and, you know, did what they had to do for the cause. I mean, I feel like people can say whatever they want, but you think of players like uh, uh, Bill Russell. Uh, he said that one of his biggest regrets is that after Martin Luther King died, he still played that game for the Celtics. And he, he wished he went back there and he didn't play the game. He protested. So those, those players can hang their head high knowing that they, when the action was called, they did something. So that's what I'm going to say on that. I won't get too much into it. But when it comes to the picks, though, all right, uh, I have three scenarios. I'm going to just bang them out so I, I can let you guys get to the callers. So the first scenario is for Killian Hayes, right? I know that Killian Hayes will not be there at eight if we stay where we are. So what I'm proposing is that we trade with the Hawks, the team before the Pistons, I think that the Hawks want an Okoro or a Kongwu or even a Tyrese Halliburton. So I feel like those players will still be there at eight if we jump to six. So I feel like if they can try to get something like that going on, we can get Killian Hayes. Second one, Tara Lewis. All right. Uh, I like him, but I was wondering why he was where he was on draft boards, and I found out why. This kid is undersized. While he is fast like lightning, he is six foot one and 165 pounds. <laughs> All right. That he's going to get bullied on the defensive end. But, so I'm only, if we can get Carol Lewis and a Devin Vassell trade up and get those two, I'm okay with that. And okay. in the last one, and I'm ready to get all the hate from the chat, is LaMelo Ball. How do we do it? <laughs> you gotta give up Mitch. You give up Mitch. Oh man! You give up the eighth pick. 
You what? give up the 26th pick, and then maybe you throw in a DSJ or something. And then you get the second pick. I, I, I listen. I'm gonna take all the heat. I know. I'm yeah, Will. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bang it on you now, you man. I gotta do it for the chat, bounce, man. Later, Will. Later, Will. <laughs> He's gotta go, Al. I pulled the plug on him, man. That's my guy, though. That's my guy. But I gotta pull the plug. But let's get into these trade, these trade uh, scenarios. And obviously, Lamelo is, is the big one, right? Because to me, if they're trading up, I think number one, I don't think they're gonna be that that aggressive. But number two, if they're trading up, Lamelo's the only target. That's for sure. If you're going to trade up for uh, to get Lamelo at two, we have to give up Mitch, and I, it's probably going to involve some 2021 pick as well. And you know, we already heard that the Knicks want to keep the 2021 picks, so I don't see unless I, I don't, I just don't see that one being like that. That one prospering, no, honestly, I don't see the Warriors just wanting Mitch. They'd want a lot more. Because they can get, they can get, you know, and this is the other thing with two, you know, I know Spencer said uh, that Denny is like one of their top like choices, but James Wiseman, if they want a center, they can go get James Wiseman too. Mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. You know, they can develop work with him. He's a rim runner, good, uh, good shot blocker. So why even like, I know they can try to get four, but I just don't see the Knicks wanting to trade Mitch and especially having to get Paul with Mitch because it's not just Mitch. Yeah. It's going to be that eighth pick and it's definitely going to be a 2021 pick. There's no way they're not asking for that too because they're already in a prime position to get like a t- There's more, there are better bigs than there are guards in this draft and I don't see why they would want to give up on that. I, Golden State, they're not going for that. They're trying to get to, the, to me, the two players at Golden State are going to try to patch, ta- attach this number two pick plus next year's Minnesota pick and maybe a Wiggins, I think they're either going to try to get Bradley Beal or they're going to try to get Ben Simmons. Those only two players that are out, I don't even know if they're out there like that because Elton Brand is saying he's not going to trade Simmons or Embiid, and I, I tend to believe him there. They're going to have a new coach in there. That new coach is going to want to have his his team, you know. They're, they're already, you know, I wouldn't say contending, so to speak, but they're right there, and I think Elton Brand to keep his job, he's going to want to try to, you know, keep him in that place. So I think Golden State will try to go for Beal or Embiid, and then I mean, or Simmons, sorry, and and if not, like you said, they could take Wiseman. Maybe they trade down, you know, and and get a, a Denny or Halliburton. Mm-hmm. You've heard we've heard that they like Halliburton or Denny, a, a team that wants Lamelo. You know, is it is it uh, Detroit? Does Detroit make that move? You know, does Chicago try to leap leapfrog Charlotte? You know, even though Chicago has Kobe White and uh, Levine, do they go for Lamelo? How badly do they want Lamelo? So I don't see us doing it, and and I don't see us putting Mitch in any type of trade up. For sure, and I think of all the teams, Charlotte is like the, probably the wild card, and next to the next to the Cavs, I'm like we don't know how this is going to shake up because. We see the Cavs are ready to take point guards, and Charlotte has guards between Rozier and Malik Monk, and they can just, we yeah. have no idea. Yeah. For Hayes, like I said, for Hayes, I think it comes down to Detroit, and if Detroit doesn't say, I think he'll be there for the Knicks. And so, if, again, if, he's, if they have him high up on their board as the best player available, take him. I wouldn't yeah. be averse to taking Hayes. I wouldn't be mad at taking uh, a core of a cell, the three and D guys. I wouldn't be mad at that. You want Sadiq Bay? You want to throw him in there? I wouldn't be mad at that because yeah. you're filling that a, a need, 
And I think, again, if you're going with the point guard route, you're starting that process to see what you have here in terms of what you can develop in Hayes. For sure. I like Killian Hayes. I like between like my two top, my top two guards are Lamella Ball and Killian Hayes. And like, I like if we had the chance to get Lamella Ball, we we would like prior to the lottery, I was like, we got to do it. But part of me always wanted to like take Killian Hayes too. I like Killian Hayes just because of his shooting. He has that comp. People are comparing him to like a D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. And I just like that. I think his shooting will get better. I know it wasn't like the percentages weren't great, but yeah. he's, he's got a strong body. He's willing to take contact. He's a good playmaker. You know, his flaw though, is that he's very left-hand dominant. Right. You know, he barely uses right hand and he just has to get better at shooting. Yeah. Um, and he has to be a little bit more, not say aggressive, but just be a little more aware on defense. Too. Yeah. But I, I like Hayes. I, I, don't, I just don't see Detroit like passing up. They're, they're, they're the other team that needs a guard. I don't, if they're going right. to take a guard, they got to take it. And I, I think the issue though, with trying to trade with the Hawks is that what are we trading with the Hawks? Like, exactly. I, I, I don't know who, what they don't, the only person I could possibly see them trading is, um, was it? Oh, who's the, they're big. Uh, Collins. No, 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 not Collins. No, oh, like oh, Capella. No, no, they're trying to keep Capella. I'm trying to figure out who, hold on. You got to give me a second on Biggs this one. on the Hawks. Biggs or is it, is it, is it, who is it? Uh, yeah, Dwayne Dedman. He's oh, like, oh, okay, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's the only guy I see that they would be wanting to, like, potentially give up because he's the only one on, like, a long-year deal. I I would assume they want to keep Clint Capello. He's got, he's going to have three more years on his contract. He's a rim runner. They need a center. Why even just like give him? We already got Clint Capello, so right. that's the only type of guy. Like, if we're going to take like he's not expiring, but a guy on the contract that you may want to dump because most of those guys are on like pretty palpable deals. So mm-hmm. I just don't see who because we unless they really want like Knox with DSJ or like I don't see us being able to like that's not going to like woo them over unless we got to get, then we probably have to give them like a draft pick as well on top of that. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. we give them. Unless you want to give up the eighth and potentially like the twenty seventh to go up those two spots, or they may want the twenty twenty one. Which then again, I just don't see that one really happening. I can see us trying to trade with like the Cavs because they probably want to get rid of Kevin Love, um, but I just don't see it with the Hawks. Listen, I, I think Killian Hayes uh, he's shown some flashes. I saw some of his games this season. Um, definitely needs a lot of work. There's no doubt about it. Needs work. You know, for the people saying slow, yeah, he might not have the athleticism, but he could make up for that by just being crafty and just having that IQ. You see what Luca's doing out there on the court. You know, I, I like you. I love speed as well. I love Fox and, you know, I love speed. But, you know, there's something to admire about guys just being able to find those angles and creating those angles to create that, you know, separation. Um, and I think Hayes will have to do that to compensate for his lack of, of foot speed. But, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be a project. Um, but again, if, if that's who they like on their board, let's see what happens. Maybe at 27, then maybe you go a Tyler Bay if he's available at that slot. You know, again, it's all about options. You know, sure. it, it, it's all about options. So um, let's get to back to the phones. Let's go to... Um, Ken, Ken from New York, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you feeling, bro? What's going on, Ken? Cool, cool, man. I just want to say, uh, first and foremost, just want to express and acknowledge uh, the very uh, deep and palpable grief that uh, 
so many others and I continue to feel as the country uh, remains divided among those who look a lot like me and you and a lot of the players that populate the league and uh, those who believe in this fallacy that there's some inherent quality that, you know, justifies the mistreatment of our people and the killing of our people. What this country com continues to display concerning minorities, egregious, you know, to say the least. But, you know, in the wake of that, we will do what we do. So let me just get to this. I know you guys got a bunch of callers. So my first scenario is uh, it actually has to deal with us staying at number eight. And uh, so basically the needs that this team would have to address, some of the, the, the major needs would be either a floor general or a floor spacer. So us staying at eight, I don't see that we're going to get a, a franchise player or a floor general uh, for the foreseeable future. And if you're re really trying to get a point guard to grow with a team that you're trying to get to grow, period, you really don't want the development of a point guard who has to orchestrate that offense yeah. to really hinder the growth of a lot of other players that are kind of, you know, dependent on that one player. So the player that I do want to draft at number eight, is actually going to be Aaron Neesmith, the small mm -hmm. forward. The reason being, six foot six, six foot eleven wingspan. Mm -hmm. He fulfills a need that would not only translate to the NBA, but it'll translate immediately because he's already displayed that he has an NBA range and mm -hmm. the hoops are ten feet no matter where you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Fifty-two percent from three on eight attempts per game is very high volume, high efficiency. So I trust him. If you look at the advanced stats, it even shows that he shoots forty forty-one percent from NBA three. It's eighty-two percent from the line. So you know. It's legit 51% from the field, 23 points per game. Like the kids got it going on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, the, the, the knock that they'll have on him, uh, not so much a knock, but they'll say his weakness is his defense. The kid has a 6'11 wingspan at 6'6. Six, six. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, Frank Nilakina. I know I'm going to get a lot of love from <laughs> for getting a Frank shout out here, but <laughs> being that, um, you know, just off his tools alone, the kid averaged one block and a steal and a half off tools alone. You throw that in Tibbs' team defense and his, and, and, and his system, I see him flourishing. And I'm a big Devin Vassell fan as well, but I just feel like the things that you're going to have to teach either one of those players, I would probably bet on Aaron Neesmith picking up lateral quickness in the NBA and just, you know, fundamentals of defense for on-ball defense quicker than I would bet on Devin Fassell becoming a shot creator because he's a beautiful defender, and I love his tape. I love his game tape against Duke. I thought he was a dog, and he was playing against elites, and he really goes after it. He could he could score, but the thing is, I, I, I see Aaron Neesmith and I see a 3-and-D player with the ability to put the ball on the floor maybe after his first season a little bit more than he's shown in the past couple years. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's something that you don't pass up when this guy's shooting at such a high clip. So with, with us staying at that number eight pick, I say that with our next pick, number 27, we would have the ability to attach a cheap asset. I don't really want to touch any of the Dallas picks. But maybe, you know, uh, a player that's sitting on the end of our bench, maybe a second rounder, whatever we can muster up to then move up that 27 to something in the late teens, early 20s. Mm -hmm. To then we could pick up uh, somebody that a lot of people are a big fan of in uh, Kyra Lewis. And although I am a big Kyra Lewis fan, I will mention him. I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Yep. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to speak about Kyra because I know he gets a lot of love. What I am going to mention that if we do look to get a guard with that next pick, which hopefully we'd be able to move up from 27 to maybe like a 17, 19, not sure what the draft order is. Is, is to give a serious look at Cole Anthony because although a lot of people knock on him, I will say for a fan base that excuses uh, R.J. Barrett's poor shooting percentages due to the lack of talent and outside floor spacing, we're awfully critical of Cole Anthony it's fair. It's fair. because, uh, you know, you given the context of the work that he's done, he, he's proven that he could do what we need him to do, which is penetrate, drive and kick, proven that he has an outside shot, proven that he could collapse defenses. And I just feel like, 
you know, if you put him in a situation that'll work for him, if we go out and we get a Bertans at the four and then we get a a, a Neesmith at the three, it'll open up the floor and then you'll really start to see the potential that the kid shows because he came in as a five-star, probably one of the highest recruits, top four lock early on. But mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. I'll cut it off so you guys can appreciate talk it, amongst Ken. that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it, man. So this was Ken's point on Aaron Neesmith. Listen, I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting debate. You know, I, I think is. I think it's an interesting debate. My guy, um, Troy Benjamin, Yes Network. He he had uh, when we were talking about uh, on the uh, this is uh, Ken's Ken's listening to the call. Let me put him on mute here. So so I was I was saying my guy Troy Benjamin. He he threw this stat in there. Uh, we were talking about the whole Nee Smith, Sadiq Bay, Vassell topic in terms of of the wings um three point volume for 40 minutes Aaron Neesmith nine per game at 52 percent from three it's good that's a flamethrower that's a flamethrower that, that, that's a flamethrower bro so um you know injuries are concerned um some people call him a one-trick pony you know I don't know how fair or unfair that is but you know the shooter numbers are there man it is and this this team needs shooting like we did not have any three-point shooting so i would be i wouldn't be upset if we took naismith you know he does have that injury concern but you know sometimes it just happens once and you're lucky enough where it doesn't happen again or it's just something minor but i feel like if we're gonna go with a three and d dude i would love to i would love to see naismith like on the team like that means we have confidence that he's going to stay healthy, that he can improve his defense. I mean, steel, I'll say this about steel. Steels are like, they're, they're great, but mm-hmm. you know, people, people knock on like Steph Curry for getting like a lot of steals and they say he doesn't play a lot of defense and he's like an, like a middle, like a middling defender. So steals don't necessarily translate into being a good defender, No, but, but with him, you, you would hope that he can get better. Like, just playing like help defense, just being able to be around the ball, like yeah, that's what you're that's what you're hoping for. You're taking that bet, you know. It kind of goes like even with like an Obi Toppin, but that whole scenario, like a guy who needs to be engaged on defense, who we haven't seen engaged on defense, and defense is a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if if you have hope that we can get like Naismith to be getting up that gear, I'd be more than willing to take him. But I think we're better off taking a Devin Vassell and then hoping for him who already plays defense, who is gritty. He fit with that gritty mentality. He has a high motor and yeah. already just screams tips. So yeah. I don't like, I would see them going with like uh Vassell first. If they're going to be, if they're going to stay at eight and just take him and then, mm-hmm. you know, because you can improve on your shooting. We've seen players improve on their shooting. Frank's improved on his shooting. We've seen LeBron improve on his shooting. There's so many players that can improve on their shooting. And I think that you can, you can bet on that rather than, trying to bet on someone's defense improving that that that's that's a that's a tall order to yeah some extent. i i agree with you man and then listen on the cole anthony topic listen i think this kid's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder man i think he had a he got caught a raw deal last year's freshman season i think people were very very critical of the kid um i wouldn't sleep on him i wouldn't sleep on him and i wouldn't mind them taking him if if they find him there at 27 i doubt he'll be there that low but if for some reason they wanted to to package up 27 and 38, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it. Whether it's Kira, whether it's Cole, if they feel like going up Maxi, But based on what Walt Perrin is saying, he seems like 
He's going to, wherever he picks, he's, he's going to find his guy, man. That's what, you know, just, just based yeah. on this interview that I heard from him and and other interviews with, with Nick's front office, it doesn't seem like they're going to be that aggressive uh, in terms of trading up, you know, whether it's for an established player or just trading up in, into the first round. I'm not so sure. Well, they, like we saw the report already, they're trying to maintain as many assets as possible. Trying so, to yeah, and so trading up means you have to give up some assets and I don't, they're not, they're probably not trying to do that right now, especially with the new coach, you know, a new front office, they probably see guys that they like that they can believe can add to the foundation of this team. So why you're only trading up if you really believe someone is going to be that key contributor and you know, you have to go get for him. And, but we always, but we're hearing that this is not that type of draft. So then why would we move up? Why would we waste assets just to move up? And especially if you're, if, if we're hearing that, you know, Walt Parent is comfortable with anyone within that range. So then it just doesn't seem like doesn't seem likely really, to me. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's really yeah. gonna happen then. Does doesn't seem likely to me. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. The chat is going off tonight. We got eight hundred and seventy-four people checking in on YouTube. So to everybody watching on Facebook as well. And uh time to pay some bills, Al. So with that being said. Tonight's show is brought to you by the beautiful people at Manscaped. Ah, listen, man, social distancing is starting to dwindle down. Before you go out with your loved one, with that lovely lady, make sure you take care of the family jewels, man. And that is with Manscaped, the number one male grooming product below the belt. It comes with super skin-safe technology, ceramic blade, and LED light. It's wireless, carries a long battery time. Uh, you can use it in the shower. And uh, listen, man, this is the go-to, man. Keep you real smooth, feeling like Michael Jordan down there, man. You're good to go. Go out on that date, impress the lady, you know what I mean? And, and, and go home and have a fantastic time. So she will thank you for it later. And on tonight's show, for all the viewers out there, we're going to give you guys 20% off plus free shipping with promo code NYX. So go to manscaped.com, www.manscaped.com, promo code NYX. And get 20% off and free shipping off of your order. And uh, yeah, listen, man. Good salute to everybody at Manscaped, bro. Great great product. De- definitely a great product. All right, let's hear from, for, from some more callers. Let's hear from Ari in the building. Ari, what's oh, going on? Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Yo, what's up? Yo, Alex. What up, man? Go ahead, bro. What's going on? What's going on? What's, what's... TPI, I told you I call Alex, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yo, Alex. I mean, this guy, this guy Ari's been bragging about, you know, his basketball skills and everything. Man, is he nice or what? Man? Keep it a buck, Alex. Tell the is he nice or what, Alex? Tell, tell us the story, man. I'll give you this right now about Ari. Ari's got a crazy crossover. He is. He, he sly with it. He comes into the gym. He's wearing the New Balance. You're thinking like, I got this guy. And then next thing you know, he gives you that crossover. You're just like, oh, what? I'll, I'll give you that about yo. Ari. Ari Swat like with Alan that Iverson I'll, over here, bro. That's what it is. I'll give you that, Ari. You, you oh my me, god! I yeah, you, yeah, caught me off guard with that one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> go, go ahead, Ari. What's your point on the draft, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So, so um, there's like a little echo, but basically, um, listen, man. I'll be honest with you. Like with this whole, with this whole, um, it's been hard for me to watch Trey Burke go off and watch like Ennis Canner play well and like. See, like Marcus Morris hit big threes and stuff, and it's just like I'm just kind of de- like 
I don't understand how, like, when it comes to the draft, we've not we, – first of all, I, I learned that we haven't moved up once in the past 35 years. Since we have, that's, we true, that, that's true that we haven't moved we up have once not, in, we in have 35 not, years. We have not moved up in the draft since 1985, Alex. All we've done is stand pat or move back. We have not moved up in that's, the lottery one time since 1985. That's a curse. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, listen – and here's the other thing. It's like I, I was listening to the I was listening to the, um, the lottery show that you guys had with that uh, the, the scouts and stuff. And it's like, you know, every year we always have our draft board, right? And everyone makes their picks. And then there's always a pick after where the Knicks pick that it hits a superstar, right? Like if you look at the league, like Kawhi, Paul George, you know, like so many players are after eight are picked after eight. Like Kobe was picked after eight. Paul Pierce was picked after eight. Like, we could still get a very, very, very good player at eight. The only problem is the Knicks always make the wrong choice. Like, seriously. Like, I don't want, I, I don't want, I don't want that French kid because we already have another French kid who's fucking <laughs> terrible. So I, 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 don't want, I don't want the French kid. And, you know, like, I could just see them making that move. Like, you know, this is why I get frustrated as a Knicks fan. It's like, you know, you see all these teams – like the Denver Nuggets, for example, or the Utah Jazz, or whatever. All these teams have guys I don't never heard of. Like I didn't even know Duncan Robinson existed until like two weeks ago. Where the yeah. hell did that guy come from? Why can't the Knicks ever that's get good, someone that's like good that? Scouting. One time, that's good one scouting. time in the past twenty-five years, you can't get someone like that. Like you know, and that's why my that's why I, I get upset. You know, and with regard to this draft, in my personal opinion, you know. I'm kind of with Will from LA, Will from LA, man. I, I, w- I would trade Mitch in number eight to move up to number two and get Lamella Ball. Yeah, but you know, Golden State's not like giving you that, though, so it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Appreciate the like, call, I man. Would, I would... Appreciate the call, man. Listen, it's not going to matter, man. Golden State's not going to give you that deal. They are going to look for... They have so many other options. Ton, ton of options. So, man. you know, it, like you already said, if they want Bradley Beal or anyone else, they could, they'd rather go get that, that player than try to come get Mitch. Mitch yeah. is still, Mitch still needs to develop. We're yeah. not, we haven't seen anything close to, hopefully close to the, the final product that Mitchell Robinson could be. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. If like, if they just want a center, just draft uh, Wiseman. If you want a project, you want to work on somebody, go draft Wiseman. Like that, it doesn't make sense to to trade with the Knicks and just take Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, right. he he's a rim runner, you know, great shot blocker, but there's just more that you'd have to work on. Yeah, and with Weissman, you know, I know he didn't play that much, but we saw like glimpses that he may have like a decent jumper. He just has to work on it. So why not just go with him instead? Go Golden State. They want to win now, peace. Um, and and they're they're not gonna go for that. They're not going to go for that. Um, in terms of, listen, he, he 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 applauded the Jazz for their roster, right? For their unknown mm-hmm. gems. Well, Walt Perrin had a heavy hand in it. We'll see what happens here. Um, they got to do their homework, man. That's just the bottom line. They got to do their homework. They got to draft better. And they have to develop. They have for to sure. develop. You know. For sure. And on the Trey Burke and Canner thing, listen, that's just a product of them being on better teams. So when they're on better teams... They're not relied on to do as much as when they're on the Knicks, like Moutier and all these other guys and Randall and all these other guys. These guys go to other teams where they're their seventh, eighth option, you know, just fit in and do your thing. For sure. We had Tim Hardaway as like our number one option for like two years. 
as after KP went down. Like he was good being KP's like wingman. I remember like for like the beginning of like that 2017 season under Hornacek, he was doing a good job. And then once KP went out, it was just a nightmare. And then 2018, who else did we have? Him and Trey Burke just trying to work it. And like we get lucky on some nights with those guys just like going off. But as you said, especially when you got Luca and then you got like I know KP hasn't been playing during the playoffs, yeah. but when you have those type of guys who can just take that burden off you and they can get into your rhythm and find your place and find your shots and it's just opening up because you're not having the best defender like guard you mm-hmm. or you're not guarding the best defender. Like when Tim Hardaway was on the team, like he'd get 30 points but give up like 40. Like <laughs> yeah. he was like it's... a net zero, man. So like and he doesn't have to do that in Dallas. Facts. So you know, he can do that. I mean, it's not, it's, it's things when you start seeing these guys like play well, on, like other teams, but that's just, it's just the product of the team. Like it's Cantor, just a product like, of the team, man. Can't just get to put, Cantor has to play with like Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, like Daniel Tice is like a better center than he is. And it's right. just like, with like, just grab like defensively. And so Cantor can just be that eighth guy and mm-hmm. just be okay at that eighth guy. Like, he he was not that we were relying on him to be like one of our top three dudes and he's just not fit for that role yeah that that's it man so to everybody in the chat hit that thumbs up button for you boys are creeping up al on 900 people in the chat salute to let's everybody go. watching let's get those thumbs up we got 212 likes let's get to 500 hit that thumbs up button for you boys hit that like button so to everybody supporting, we got a ton of super chats in here. Um, definitely want to shout out Raw Hebrew Remnant. Appreciate the super chat. Money Mark says, if we pick at eight, then Vassell has to be the pick. Three and D is what the Knicks need to compliment Mitch and RJ. Salute Knicks fan TV. Appreciate it, Money Mark. Uh, Raw Hebrew Remnant says, all due respect, I completely disagree. Frank can very well be our point guard of the future. Stay at eight, pick a wing, Obi Vassell Okoro. I, I'm still going with the point guard until Frank proves otherwise. He can, he can come off the bench until then and still serve a good role. You know what I mean? Still sure. serve a valuable role. He can still come off the bench and, and be a, a utility man. We'll see what Tibbs gets out of him, but I'm not counting on him to be the starting point guard of the team. Uh, yeah, Gart, Gartrell sure. Davis sends us a super chat, two super chats. He says, can we take 2738 and move up for Kyra Maxia Cole? I think we had touched on that earlier. It's possible. Uh, we got to see what what teams would be interested in, in trading, um, and we're going to get to the to the um, trade down scenarios in a minute. But uh, it's certainly possible. Park City Dion says, "I would like to trade with ATL to jump Detroit for Killian, so he's in on the Killian trade. Uh, if not, take OB or Vassell." Okay, and then uh, Payback Carter sends us a super chat as well. I can't read the comment, but um, I'm just not able to see it. But Payback def- definitely appreciate it. All right, let's uh, take another call, and then we'll get to um, the trade down scenarios. Let's go to um, JJ from Brooklyn. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, fellas? How you um, feeling, bro? I basically want to call us early. Actually, all that I wanted to say was I want Nate Smith too, man. Hmm. We need a knockdown shooter. We could put at the two and then move RJ to the three. You know, to shoot over 52% from three. And over eight attempts a game, that's pretty ridiculous. He's definitely not the defender that the cell is, but, you know, we'll work with it, you know, to shoot like that. And then also I just I just hope we do not trade up. I just don't want to touch any future picks, especially next year. Obviously our picks should be off limits. Even the Mavs pick, you know, we see KP still injury prone. They're in a tough Western Conference. Look, they were, what, the seventh seed? And 
The Warriors were yeah. injured. They didn't make the playoffs. Phoenix is going to be much improved. New Orleans, even Minnesota. And then now I have an outside-the-box trade uh, suggestion. Obviously, we need a point guard. Mm-hmm. What if we traded for John Wall only if mm-hmm. they gave us an unprotected pick in next year's great draft? What would you, we got to think like outside-the-box, I think. Sure, so that, sure, What do you sure. think about something like that? Uh, unprotected first. Um, let's see. Let's see what John Wall's contract is looking like these days. It's pretty horrendous. But let's just see. For, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, let, that's let's a take a look at how much he's got left. What's John Wall dealing with these days? So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Let's see this John Wall contract. How much he's got left? He has. He signed a four-year, $170 million contract last season. Oh, man. So, he's got a ways to go. <laughs> he's got a ways to go, fam. Yep. Oh, my God. If people he's... are hating the CP3 contract. Yeah, if you're hating the CP3 contract. <laughs> oh, boy. So, he's got a 15% trade kicker, first and foremost. So, man. you know, if he's, he's coming in at $40 million for next season. So add fifteen percent into that, and you you can't. You know, was I think I, I saw that the Knicks, if they, I think if they got rid of everybody who was on the one year contracts, we'd have somewhere close to fifty mil in cap space. It says forty four point nine. Uh, forty four point nine is what we're going. I think, to yeah, have? I'm pretty sure okay. it's forty four point nine if we um, renounced all those guarantees. Okay, so then. We just filled that space right there yeah. with John Wall. That's not ha- I. That is that's that won't happen. John so. John Wall and a bunch of minimum contracts. Man, go buy some second round picks. Hey, oh, listen, man. If, if you're looking to tank for 2021, that might be your best option, man. <laughs> that, yeah, if you want to tank, but I can we even sign anyone after that? Then <laughs> no, 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 no. He's so. he's uh his his contract is crazy. He's 41. Plus a trade kicker for next season, forty four in twenty twenty one twenty twenty two, and then you got forty seven in twenty twenty two twenty twenty three forty seven million dollars for for John Wall, player and, option, player option. So he's taking that. Oh, money. he is. So that's definitely three years that. guaranteed. Now nah, that, that's going to cost Washington about five unprotected lottery picks for that. No yeah. way. No way that's happening. Also, we haven't seen him play yeah. in like a year and a half, close to two years now, I feel like. And he tore his Achilles. Two so, years. Two so, years so I don't even know how he's able to – we haven't even seen him play. So yeah. then why – like I would not even gamble on that. With the yeah. contract and not even seeing him play, I'll take a hard pass. Yeah. Here, here was a trade that I liked, um, and shout-out to Matt Macri. He, he was on, in, um, on the Knicks Film School – uh, newsletter. What if you could land uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich mm. in a player swap, pick swap, draft day blockbuster? That'd be a good move. I mean, Bogdanovich is a good player. I think in that newsletter, uh, Macri talked about that he's not necessarily like one of the, be- the like best shot creators for himself, right? If I'm remember that, if I'm remember that piece correctly, uh, phenomenal trade scenario. I would do it. Yeah, because we add shooting at that point, um, but then I would, I'm curious to see like what the contract would be. You got to pay him if we, yeah, like how how much are we giving him? And it all like all of this is like trading for him 
And if you want to get Van Vliet and all these other guys, I ha- like this is the issue with like even talking about free agency. We have no idea what the direction what of the team is yet yeah. and, and what the cap is even going to be too. So like we don't know who the team really wants to keep yet. We don't know who they want to like work around. Like yeah, there's just so many question marks. But I would do that trade though because I think he we still need shooting. And if we're going to feature RJ, right, like even just for next year, and RJ may not be the, the number one option, you want him like as a two or, or three, yeah. that will just help him out tremendously just being able to attack the attack the lane and attack the rim and being able to finish. Because we, we saw this past season, we had no shooters, and he was still doing like a decent job just like going into a brick wall. So I'd, I'd do that trade. Yeah, it depends on what it would be, but I think you know the proposal would be eight swapping eight for twelve, potentially mm-hmm. DSJ, you know yeah. things like that. Hey, you never know, but you know with the whole Scott Perry thing as well, obviously he's probably less likely, you know, because like is Scott Perry gonna go to Sacramento? So then yeah. is he is he trading with himself? <laughs> Basically, I don't know. That could be a conflict of interest there, but um, you know Bogdanovich would that be an intriguing trade depending on how they package it. That first of all, that'd be coming full circle, right? We yeah. traded for Scott Perry, and then we're trading him back. That's yeah, trading him back, yeah. And if we got a pick out of that, oh my god! Absolutely, man, absolutely. Now, speaking of future picks, um, let's talk about potentially trading down. Um, now, I'm I I was never really a fan of trading down. Like I always feel like if if you're there, you see a player that you like, pick them. Don't get cute. You know what I mean? You don't want to end up with egg on your face because you passed on a guy that another team wanted. He turned out to be a beast because we need everything on this team. But, you know, going back to what parents said in terms of finding that value between 15 and 30, you know, if we're at eight, if you look at between eight and say from the Knicks pick to Portland, mm-hmm. are there teams that may want to trade up for an OB or an Okoro if he's there at eight, right? Like you, you mentioned Tice with Boston. Would they be intrigued mm-hmm. at pick at, at trading up? You know, they have three first round picks. Yeah. I right? Mean, they, they have 14, they have 30, and they have, I'm missing one, 26. They have 14, they have 26, they have 30, right? Yeah. Remember, these are first round picks. These are first round picks. These are guaranteed, this is guaranteed money. This is salary on your cap. When they've mm-hmm. already paid Jalen Brown, they got to pay Tatum. They already paid Kemba. So they already paid Hayward. They already paid Hay. Well, Hayward's going to be a free agent, right? Oh, he's be free. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a free agent. But the point is, are you really going to, you know, put in three first round picks into that mix when you got to consider you got to sign Tatum next? So. Yeah. You never know. You know, 14, Boston could be intriguing. If, if Boston gives you 14 and 26, let's say, for eight, who knows? Again, it depends on who they like. You know what I mean? It depends on who they like there. I'm just curious as to who would Boston be looking to take because they got two wings. Yeah. Are they are they looking for a center? Are they looking for someone to back up uh, Kemba or like to learn under Kemba? Yeah. Kemba? Um, that's, that. I guess that's the, that's the question and if they're moving up to to eight, would like a Tyrese Halliburton be like their guy that they're looking for then? Like, is that someone that they Halliburton? Maybe an yeah. Obi. Yeah. Uh, does Okongu slip that far? I don't know. I don't think Okongu slips that slips that far. But yeah. I would, I could see them like if you, especially if 
you're losing out on Akira. I'm not Akira. You're losing out on Killian or Lamelo, and they want like you know Halliburton's been getting a lot of praise too as being like a good point guard. He's Mm -hmm. a connector, and like if you need someone to connect the ball between Brown and Tatum, I mean he could potentially fit in that type of uh, that atmosphere, right? So. I, if th- that that's that's a question and i would not be surprised if danny ainge decided to make that move because as you pointed out that's three players that they got to pay that's three that's more players on the books and right they paid kemba they paid brown they got to pay tatum so i don't know if they want to pay that many guys they would they would definitely be willing yeah. probably to not just, just to something pay. to throw out there right um yeah. new orleans at 13 could they potentially be looking for a player. I'm just thinking, like, if we get to eight, is there a prospect, as you said, that a team would be willing to trade up for? And I'm thinking it would be a guy that's ready to contribute right now. Maybe you no know, court. Like, does Portland? Portland needs wing defense. Yeah, that that would be. They would take like uh, the, I could see them trading up and taking like uh, an Okoro or Vassell yeah. and saying we need that wing because they are, they're showing in the playoffs that they need it. Yeah. You know, they no, Melo's to... not going to get it done for you at the three um, on the defensive end. It's um, not. And, and, Tre- and Trevor Ariza, like he was like fulfilling that role until he decided not yeah. to play. Trevor's uh, done his days. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. He, he's, he's pretty much washed now. He's done his days. They need, they for, need some youth there. For sure. But he was holding up for like the, for them this season, just mm-hmm. doing like a, doing a solid job. So you could see them like wanting to come up and take one of those guys, or maybe even like, and Aaron Naismith and just add to the shooting. So right. they, I could see them that, – that would be very intriguing to see what Portland wants to do that day. Yeah. And I could see them, especially if they want to wing with those three guys right there because there's no way any of them are going to fall down to 16. I could see them trying to make that trade. Yeah. And then at that point, they the Knicks probably are happy with like Kira or someone like that. Right, right. I mean, again, if that's if they see that value there in a Kira, Cole, a Maxi in that range – and they can get another pick at 26, still have 27. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're adding some depth. Yeah, maybe you stash a guy. Maybe they go Balmero as a draft and stash. See him in a couple of years after he's developed some more. Yeah. Options, for sure. right? For sure. Uh, options. For for trading with New Orleans, because that Macri touched on that too. I think he proposed uh, Lonzo Ball in that, in that deal. What do you feel about that? Ooh. Lonzo for for what though? I'm not trading anything crazy for Lonzo, man. Uh, yeah, no, I I have to let me pull it up real quick and see what uh yeah. the proposed trade was. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, what do you guys think in the chat, man? Would you would you would you take a uh, a Lonzo ball? Would you would you be interested in trading for Lonzo? Eleven million dollars coming to him next season. Yeah, yeah. I take it. I I take it better than Peyton. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things would be better. That. A lot of things would be better than Peyton, right? So the trade, the proposed trade was the eighth and the twenty seventh for the thirteenth, the thirty ninth, and Wamso. Eighth and the twenty seventh, thirteen, thirty nine. No, then you're talking about thirteen, a second round pick and lot. Eight and twenty seven. Interesting, interesting. I don't know, man. It, it depends on who's at eight. It depends on who's at eight. Like I said, if they feel like a Coro can be the next, you know, Jimmy Butler here, then no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I gotta see what the, what do these guys feel like these guys' ceilings are gonna be. 
You know, how high do they rate them on their draft board? Um, you know, for 13, second round pick and Lonzo. And then you got to pay Lonzo too. You got to pay Lonzo. See, I'm, I'm trying to bring Lonzo in on a, on a buy low situation where I'm, it's basically a tryout. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a tryout to see if, 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 uh, if he can be an option at the point. But I don't think I would go eight and 20. I wouldn't give him my, my two first rounders for him 13 second. I, I would pass on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that one either. Yeah. Just because he also doesn't add shooting. Like he improved his shooting, but he doesn't add shooting right to the team. So it would be that would be a tough pill to swallow. It would be a tough pill to swallow, man. Um let's take some more chats. How many people we got in the chat? Nine eighty out. We are creeping up nine hundred and eighty. We're at nine eighty four. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. It's right there under the video. Hit that thumbs up button. Share these videos. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Also, uh, remember these shows are available in podcast format so you have no excuse to miss it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. Just search for Knicks Fan TV and you'll always find it. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. We got uh, 293 likes. Let's get this up to 500 before we go. And uh, appreciate everybody for the support. All right, Al, let's get back to the phones. Adele from Fresh Meadows, how you feeling? Hello. Hey, how you doing, bro? What's up? CP? Yo, yo. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead with your point, bro. Yo, go ahead with your point, bro. Oh, what up? Hey, what up? <laughs> what up, CP? Um, what? I did the Manscaped thing. Thank you, man. Gave myself a belated uh, Father's Day gift. Good, so good, man. Good, man. Uh, good, good. I'm glad it's working out for you, bro. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hey, man. Uh, now that I'm on the phone, I have to wait. Um... Hmm. All Gosh, right. Been uh, waiting so long, he forgot his point. With our players that we currently have in the G League, uh, you know, like Iggy Peterson and Wooten, what 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 are the plans for them? What do you, what do you think? Uh, how we're going to utilize them and comparing them to players in the draft now? Supposedly it's weak. I keep on hearing that over and over again, which I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm I'm cool with getting role players. If we could uh, uh, raid the draft and get a whole bunch of role players and get a hopefully a star next year, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, listen, it's, it's going to be a slow build. And pre- appreciate the call, man. I'm, I'm glad you um, got your manscape gift as, as, as well. Um, listen, when it comes to Peters, I, we got to look at these guys' contracts because I'm not even sure um, if they're under control by the Knicks. We know they got Jared Harper on a two-way, and they're going to have to make a decision on him, I think, by October. Once the league business for the new year starts, they're going to have to make a decision on him. Yep. Um, Lamar Peters had agreed to a non-guaranteed contract with the Knicks last summer. I think that was just a one-year deal, bro. I don't think it was um anything crazy. So they would have to sign him to a training camp contract and then see what they want to do with him. Iggy will be here. Yep. Uh, Kenny Wooten signed the other two-way 
Yep. Now, is that good for next season as well, or what's yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's good for the next season as well. It starts two year I, deal. I, yep, it starts for two years. So two year deal. I don't. I forget how two way contracts actually. For, for, I forget how two way contracts work. But he will be around for next season. Yeah. So um, two way contracts. They're basically allowed to spend forty five days with the main roster. Mm-hmm. Forty five days, not games. Forty five days with the main roster. Um. So and they'll bounce back and forth to the G League. So yeah. I think you know Wooten may get a consideration, but for guys like a Peters, you know Peters, he'll have to come into training camp and either. Luck in, you know, being, you know, impressed with his play or say you have some catastrophic injuries to two out of your three guards on a depth chart and maybe bring in a Peters. So, you know, that, that, that's the options there. But now you're looking at potentially three first round picks again. So you're going to add that to the depth. I wouldn't mind them going out and maybe purchasing a, a second round pick or two. In in the yeah. next round, or maybe they do that in twenty twenty one when the when the pool's a bit deeper, from what you hear. Yeah, that would be a good you know, option. Yeah, grow grow that prospect pool, man. Grow that prospect pool and expand your options because this is the show about options, Alex. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Remember, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. You just heard my guy Adele say, perfect segue, Alex, perfect segue. <laughs> my guy Adele from Fresh Meadows just copped it late Father's Day gifts, and you can get yours too, man. Go to manscaped.com, promo code NYX for 20% off plus free shipping. And like I said, man, this comes with skin-safe technology. You don't have to worry about cutting yourself with the, with the other uh, brand razors that you use for your head. It's cordless, wireless, long battery life. LED light, it's aerodynamics, got a good grip on it, so you don't have to worry about, you know, slipping in anything, and you can use it in the shower, it is waterproof, so once again, manscaped.com, promo code NYX for 20% off and free shipping, alright, so let's get to um, a couple more calls, um, real quick, the super chat, so payback card has two comments on the super chat, he said, uh, I seen a trade scenario that could happen in Boston if the Knicks trade eighth pick to Boston get 14, 26, and 30. Okay, so yeah, so we touched on that. Um Delsky says, would you guys be willing to trade the eighth pick and our second round pick and DSJ for Lonzo? No way. And payback Carter, the last comment I couldn't see because it's, it's cut off on my screen. So we'll get to that when the next super chat comes in. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap. Let's um Let's go to the Bronx here from Mario. Mario, what's going on, man? Yeah, what up, sir? How Big you doing? Fan, man. We're following life for a couple of years. Man. Appreciate it, bro. Go ahead with your point, bro. Appreciate it. Listen, I got a couple. I'm going to make it quick, but a couple of things, man. Don't give me Vassell. I know you guys are big on Vassell. That's Courtney Lee 2.0. We don't want him here. <laughs> I know you guys are big Ooh. on him. All the, fan, all the guys who are in the stream are big on him. Uh, but no. Another thing, I've been hearing that Golden State is interested um, in Franklin uh, Nick Michalina. Uh, what you think about maybe packaging him, Julius Randle, and a future Dallas pick, maybe to move up in the draft? I think that's a good idea. But but if we stay pat, I think if Obi Toppin falls to us at eight, I think that's the way to go because that's the you know I'm from the era of the dog when the '90s with John Starks and everybody, and I think that's where you want to go. And um, I think Obi's good at eight, and then maybe getting a late team, uh, another pick, and maybe drafting Cole Anthony. What you think about that? 
Yeah, but 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 Mario, man, if if, if you want a dog, you want some defense, man. If we want dogs in here, we want defense. Nah. I mean that's that's gonna be Vassell. Oh, we, we got we he, got defense. We got we, you know, we got we got a great coach, man. He's gonna bring out the defense. He's, he's, he's not playing, bro. He's not. <laughs> yo, Mario, appreciate the call, man. I, yo, I got I got to bang it on Mario, man. Uh, Al, you know Mario came in hot, right? He that came in hot. hot. He's like, forget Vassell, you know. Y'all are bugging. So I'm thinking he's coming with like. You know, in a core, you know, he's coming with some something else that's like that you could vibe with. But then he's like, well, we need some dogs and I want the John Starks, but I want I want Obi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Obi is not close to Starks if we go in analogy here. And and then he says, <laughs> and then he says, trade Frank and Julius at number eight for number two. Yeah, uh, if, if if the Warriors would take that, I would be impressed. Hey, if, Warriors, <laughs> if the Warriors took that trade, Mario, Scott Perry for president, man. That's Yo, it. Sir, build that man a statue Build right that now. man be- a statue quickly. Yo, that if that happened, that would never happen, by the way. That I don't I don't even know. I can't I can't even see I can't even see I can't even see the Warriors being serious. They, if we even if we even picked up the phone and said, "Hey, we're going to trade you Julius Randall, Frank No Candy back," I'll ship you there personally. Man, yeah. Mario had me hyped, man. I was excited, bro. I, I wanted to see where he was pivoting. You know, he was telling, "Don't worry about Vassell. I got a guy for you." You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do think that that uh, Obi will be there. I think Obi might drop. I think so too. Um, the defense does scare me, uh, for sure. I think they are trying to trade Randall. I've mentioned this on the, on the past few shows. I think, from what I heard, from again, this is just rumor. Um, I heard they may try to package Randall and try to get Conley, and a and a, and a future pick. That's the trade that I'm hearing. Bombshell, breaking news, Knicks Fan TV, number one show for the fans by the fans. That's that's a rumor that I'm hearing from a very reliable source. So we'll see. I mean, I would take that if we could trade Julius Randle to get Mike Connolly. And then yeah. if we could draft a guard to learn from Mike Connolly and talk right. about And if you want to talk about a dude who was just like a legit project for like five years, that's Mike Connolly. And, but I like the way that I think the fit, I don't know what's, what, what happened with him in Utah, but he's now starting to bring it together. But yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat. If, if we're going to get, if we're going to trade Julius Randle and get a pick out of that, sign me up. Yeah, I would take it. You know, I, I would take it. Um, 30 mil. He's got, I think, uh, another year or two left on his deal. I got to check mm-hmm. that. I think the timelines match up. We'll, we'll see, man. But good call, Mario, man. You know, Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Appreciate it. Def- definitely call back. That was a good call, man. We need we need. That was that. great. Yeah, always need some comedy. Absolutely, man. All right, Raw Hebrew Remnant in here. What's going on, man? Hey, fellas, look, real quick, um, Golden State, I think people are overlooking a big elephant in the room with Golden State. Everybody's looking in terms of players. Uh, if the Golden State Warriors were going to keep the draft pick, to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You take Wiseman and you move on. But the fact that the thing is in play, people forget. They're going to pay almost $50 million in luxury tax. Right? They have $148 million uh salary and then they're going to lose revenue and they still got to pay the debt service on the new stadium people are losing that fact 
They're, tr- they're trying to get rid of Wiggins' contract yeah. for something cheaper or shorter term. That's what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I had scenarios in my mind, but that's what they're trying to do. I could see them trading with Chicago, for example, for Otto Porter, who has a $28 million player option, but it's expiring. Mm. So they would get rid of Wiggins and replace him with Otto Porter, and then they just got to pay the tax one year and don't have to pay it again. But, but And then they can get LaMelo over there to Chicago, mm. and they might want to draft somebody else like Denny or somebody. I don't know. But right, right, uh, yeah. people are missing that point. This is about business. This is not about players. The second thing is with the Knicks, um, I'm not obviously you know very well. I'm big I'm the biggest Frank fan out there. So I'm not trying to trade Frank. I'm not looking for a point guard. I'm thinking though, we take either whoever's available between Obi, Vassell and Okoro at eight. Probably it'll be either Obi or Vassell. I think Okoro goes to Cleveland. Yeah. Or, I think but so. after that, I'm wondering if we can package Julius Randle and a future pick for this guy Neesmith. Uh, later on in, in in the draft, what do you guys think about that? I think it it, it depends on on um which slot you know and, and who would want him. Again, is it is it is Sacramento possible where you do an eight for twelve swap and maybe you take you know you, you take on some salary um and maybe get an additional pick as well. I think it it depends. Um, but like I said, I think watch out for the Utah one. I don't know if it's for. They're at twenty three. I don't know if it's for a first round pick in this draft, or 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 if it's a future pick. But let's see right now. Like just looking at this tankathon right now, maybe would Sacramento want Randall? San Antonio wouldn't. Phoenix wouldn't. New Orleans wouldn't. Boston probably not. They don't yeah. need him. Portland, no. They got Zach Collins and and Nurkic. I still think Randall off the bench would be would be a good addition for them. They 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 were lacking that like more offense off the bench. I felt you know Trent did his thing for sure, but I think in the end um, they they uh, they flamed out a little bit. Maybe yep. Sacramento again. Maybe a eight twelve uh, you know swap with Frank with Sacramento would um, would potentially get done with other players as well, obviously. You know, not just Randall and eight for twelve. Obviously, you're not going to do that. It's got to be worth your while. Ahead, yeah, bro. they probably have to like throw in like Knox if they want to do that deal too. Just like something that they can at least like have some sort of vision and like trying to work with, or they probably want a Frank as well. Um, just defensive, you can put him out on the two with the De'Aaron Fox, and then that's a good. That'd be like a decent yeah. backcourt, like for part of it. I don't know if that's a starting, but at some point during like a rotation when you're having guys in, him and Frank could be something out there as a backcourt. Uh, but yeah, it, it would it wouldn't just be Randall. Randall, no. Randall is like I, as much as we give a lot of a lot of a lot of flack to Randall, and he has blocked me. So, <laughs> right, you wait, wait, wait. Julius Randall blocked you, bro. He, he You're like one of the me. nicest dudes on Twitter, man. How'd you get blocked by by Julius? Uh, apparently, he doesn't like that I talk about him doing too many spinning moves oh. uh, into the paint because he's been doing this oh. since Kentucky. All right. Oh man, Julius took exception to the spinner Rooney and blocked you on Twitter, man. Man, but I like as good like as much as like we get frustrated with Randall and as comical as that is, like he is like a decent player. He's just he was just thrown into a role that wasn't meant for him. He's not a one option. He's, right. he's doing better in New Orleans. Like he does have he does have some value. The question is like, does someone want him on eighteen million a year on that contract for one more year, and do they see that? They can use him in some like, I don't know, use in some usable fashion. Like, 
Yeah. I don't see, you know, for the Kings is like they may were they were close to the playoffs last year. They were like nine. Do they see adding him and adding depth at the big? Does he take you to that next level to, you know, in a stacked West to make you more competitive? Right. I don't I don't necessarily see it, but maybe he can, you know, I don't know how the team would gel, but it it like if he's gonna get traded, it'd have to be a team that really says like we're close. We just need someone off the bench. Just to need a punch, cut. yeah. And who can just like, because he's a good finisher down low. Mm-hmm. He, he like, and he can eat up second units like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So <laughs> like he really could. He really could. Yeah. So <laughs> my bad, Alex Collins from Ireland. He he, he patented the term the spinover. <laughs> oh, we need a T-shirt. We need a t-shirt of that Yo, one. Yo, please. I'll wear that every day. We need a t-shirt <laughs> on that one. The spin-over. That was perfect. Oh, Trademark man. that. The spin-over. There we go. Oh, man. Yo, I haven't, I haven't been blocked, man. I haven't been blocked. You know, say that. Suffice to say, I have not been blocked. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. We've reached 1,000 in the chat, Al. 1,000. We're at 1014. We Salute to everybody go. in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You know what time it is. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Uh, we got 1,000 people in here want to talk about Knicks or just hear us bask, you know, in our misery. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know Probably what I both. mean? Some combination of both. Yeah. Or maybe they just like the spinover. Yo, that's a perfect the term. We need, that, we need that on the shirt, man. The spinover. Oh, Julius man. Randall's patented move. We'll just have like a, a cyclone just going Yeah, around. just just do like Tasmanian devil. That's <laughs> oh, his, oh, that's it. That's it that's right it. there. That's it right that there. That is it. Oh, so simple man. play, man. All right, two more calls and we wrap up. Hit that thumbs up on for you boys as well. We have 372. Let's get to 500 likes. We got 1,000 people watching. Let's get to 500 likes before we wrap up. All right, two more calls in here. Let's go to um, Anthony from New York. What's going on, bro? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, bro. What's going on? All right, I got a trade scenario. Oh, I got a few trade scenarios. You guys spoke about some of them, but I'm thinking about trading down for Nate Smith. Um, you got the Wizards that's right under us, but John Wall, we spoke about that. That's out the picture. No. I'm thinking the Suns, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he's not the penetrate type of thing, but he's a he's a serviceable point guard that we can use that we haven't had. The Spurs, we could get uh, DeAndre Murray, and he's a three. He, he's kind of like a three and D, and kind of like a slasher too that can help us. And then down to the Pelicans for Lonzo, which we spoke about. I'm really high on that uh, Spurs, and they could turn um, that French kid into a good point guard or whatever if we trade down and we draft Nate Smith. Mm. Okay. All right. A C- couple options. Appreciate the call, bro. couple options. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the Deontay Murray one. Um, I can't really see the Spurs doing that, but, you know, where's Pop going to be? You know, they're talking about Pop potentially going to the Nets. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I can't, I can't see that. They're saying I mean, the Nets want pop, man. Uh, sure, they can want pop all they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you're telling me that pop's going to leave the Spurs after so many winning years. Did you and, feel like Kawhi Leonard was going to leave the Spurs in turmoil? Uh, I didn't feel like he was going to leave in turmoil, but I, I don't. Does pop have turmoil with the Spurs? I don't like, know. That's, yeah, I don't know. That, it's a good question. I, that would be that's 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 the question right there. If he has some turmoil with Spurs, and uh, I could buy yeah. that even more. Yeah. But 
tra- us trading with the Spurs, are they still angry at us for taking Mook? Oh, yeah. There's no deal. There's no deal. The, the whole Bertans thing, the Spurs are not trading with the Knicks. Excellent point. Excellent point. The Spurs, R.C. Buford, is not trading with the Knicks by any stretch. The Porzingis thing supposedly was the first strike. Supposedly mm. the Spurs were the aggressor in the whole beef. Right? Because supposedly uh, uh, the Spurs were flirting, yeah. were flirting with yeah. KP. Because, well, that, that that whole deal with KP is that apparently there were other teams that were ready to bid, and it just happened so quick that no one got a chance to bid. And, you know, I'd like to know what the other options were because Facts. I feel like we still, you know, part of me feels like we got the short end of the stick. Even though that KP's not playing right now, it could be a net zero. We'll have to see in a few more years. But, yeah, I, I would be upset, too, if, like, didn't get a chance to even bid on, like, a, a player like that. It's facts. It's facts. Um, shout out to RJ Team in the chat. He says, imagine if the Knicks become good. You know, we got a thousand people in here. <laughs> if this team becomes good, man, every time we're just supposed to take two steps forward, we take two steps back. But the, you know what? The channel has been impacted. You know, I felt like the channel, you know, with the whole Zion hype and the KD hype, if one of those couple of those things would have happened, obviously we would have tripled up. But um, then it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, oh man, I don't know how long I'm going to be around, but you know, the, the, the support has been incredible. Um, everybody's hitting that thumbs up button for you boys. Everybody's sharing these videos. Uh, we had a lot of great content. I hope you guys caught the interview that I just did with Brandon Williams. Speaking of the Kings, uh, talked to Brandon Williams, the, the old assistant coach, assistant GM of the Kings. Um, so that, I thought that was a good interview. Definitely check that out. People in the chat, if you haven't seen it, um, TM or Dave, if you can drop that link to the Brandon Williams interview in the chat as well, just make sure anybody who missed it could, uh, could catch it as well. I think great interview. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. And we, we talked about, you know, taking Bagley over Luca and I thought he was pretty candid, man. I, I thought he was pretty, pretty candid, man. I still can't, I still can't believe the Kings gave up that chance. And was it, wasn't Vladi who had like uh, some beef with Luca's father too? That, they I said that there was some some personal beef there as well. You know, Vladi made it seem like, oh well, you know, we thought Bagley was better. Period. But who knows? It's somewhere in the middle. You know, truth truth is somewhere in the middle there. All right. Um, last call of the night. We're gonna go to. Let's go to. Well, I'm gonna do two more calls. One more. Uh, let me go. Josh from San Diego. Josh, how you feeling? Hello. Josh, Hello? Yo, what's Hello? up, bro? Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Hey, what's going on, CP? Um, I am all in on LaMelo Ball. I think the Knicks need to move up in this draft. And I know you don't like this, but we got to part ways with Mitch in order for us to do that. So the particular trade that I'm proposing, I'm packaging Mitch with uh, Julius Randle, his expiring contract. Mind you, that's $20 million coming off the books. Number 27 from this year. And if we can try to get one of the other younger players, like probably Knox, or if we can't get the younger player, maybe next year's number one, into Golden State for number two and Andrew Wiggins. For us, it helps us out tremendously because we get to keep number eight. We have number two and number eight, so that's going to be LaMelo, and then you can get either Toppin or Coro or anything like that. And people are really sleeping on Andrew Wiggins. Now, I get his contract. It's $30 million. However, we're talking about a former rookie of the year, who is now starting to come into his own. I think that reuniting him with Thibodeau will be great things. And then you got a, a young core. You got RJ Wiggins is still 25 years old. You got LaMelo Ball. 
And then whoever we got at number eight, that's a great young core right there for us to build around. Just surround them with some shooters. And who knows? I like that. All right, give me give me the trade. Give me the trade one more time. All right, so you got Mitchell Robinson. Julius Randle's expiring contract. His contract is coming off the books at the, at the end of next year when Giannis becomes a free agent. Mm-hmm. Golden State wants to win now. The other caller said that, you know, Golden State is worried about the money. They're trying to win now and maximize Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. So Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, number 27 from this year, and potentially next year's number uh, first rounder for Andrew Wiggins and number two, the rights to number two, which is going to be LaMelo Ball. And and you're not even giving up eight? Uh, all right, all right. I, I got to. They would never do that trade. <laughs> like, he's saying Mitch, Julius, 27, uh, and, and, and to, to get two and Wiggins is basically what you're saying. Yeah, and I think he said we'd have to throw in next year's and next year's and next yeah, I think year's one. I think he, I think he said Dallas is uh, the yeah. Dallas pick. Yeah, they would never do that though. Nah, for Wiggins to give up Mitch to give them Mitch Wiggins the twenty seven. No, nah. and then next year's pick for nah, that's I can't see the Warriors. They would never do that. Either. <laughs> they would never do that deal. I can't see. They would like, never do that deal. We like. I love Mitch, like, but we also got to be real with like the value of Mitch, too. right? Just like, yeah, uh, like, yeah, we got to be real here, man. And then on top of that, like, so if we're giving Mitch, he's not a finished product, and we already went through Randall as being like a really like a better bench option, right? Just like, why, why, why would they even want that? I, I, I and that's like, but with us, like, they can go, if they can go out and get a Beal, like, why even do that trade with us? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't see it, Josh. I, I, Josh, I didn't see it, man. You, my, you, my guy, man. And, and, and me and Josh went at it on the mellow topic too. You know, I, I like Josh that you know he stands his ground though. He comes with his points, he stands his ground, and 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 he makes his 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 uh his explanations. I just I I wouldn't see the Warriors doing it. Um, you know, for Lamelo, I don't think they're gonna be aggressive to go get him. To be honest, I don't think they'll be aggressive to go get Lamelo. Let's see if he falls. If there's a potential that he falls to, you know, four or five, then let's see what happens. Yeah, because then I feel like you can actually do like a trade with someone like the Cavs or the Bulls. And right. Like, you can take like Otto Porter or like a Thaddeus Song from the Bulls and be like, hey, we'll we'll do that swap. Or like, yeah, even with the Cavs, like we'll take Kevin Love, you know, or if you want to give us Drummond for like his last year. We'll take Drummond first. I know Facts. it's like I think it's a I think it's a player option that he has to take, and which he probably will take. Uh, you know, we could we would have to do something like that. Yeah, and that that that's more realistic because I, we got we, we got to work with like also teams who are trying to win, not with a team that's looking to win now. Yeah, that that's exactly right, man. Um, still still got a thousand in the chat. So look to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're at four twenty two likes in here. Let's get up to five hundred and, and hook that up. All right, last call of the night. The closer. We're going down south. We're going to Alabama. Manny's in the building. What's going on, man? Hey, what's happening, CP? How you doing, bro? All right, all right, brother. Um, I've been waiting for the week to, to call you because I've been hearing so much about point guard, point guard, and really what we need is an element of a top-notch point guard, which is a penetrating guard uh, who can get into the paint, 
and who can make things happen. And the fact is, this is such a weak draft that some of the point guards that we're looking at wouldn't even be in the top ten if it wasn't for this draft. Uh, Killian Hayes would definitely give you a thought, you know, to take him, obviously. But by Detroit, he's going to be gone. And to me, there's only three potential all-stars in this draft, which is LaMelo, Edwards, and Toppin. And if you look at, you know, who we've got as far as assistant coaches and in management, to me, the number eight choice is going to be Tyrese Maxey, okay? Mm. He does all those things. He's the best, to me, at getting in the paint, uh, finishing off contact. He's got the floater game, the mid-range game. Uh, and then, you know, everybody poops on his uh, three-point shooting that, you know, that it's only 29%, but he shoots 84% uh, from the free-throw line. And to me, the one comparison is Donovan Mitchell. And to me, it's interesting that we got some of the staff from Donovan Mitchell uh, uh, from Utah Jazz. And if you think about it, they actually moved up in the draft to get Donovan Mitchell. And for me, just to give you my other choices, is at the 27, Elijah Hughes, which is a mm-hmm. great 3 and D guy. And he is an NBA-level uh, scorer. Mm-hmm. And he'll give you the same thing as, as uh, Vessel, but at a, at a better shooter. And then at the 38th spot, the best shooter is uh, – the Stanford kid, Tyrell Perry. I don't know if I'm saying his name yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's a little light, but he's the best shooter. Uh, or Cassius Stanley, who's an NBA uh, athlete. So, really, uh, I wanted to give you my choice, but what I wanted to get your input on is do you think it's too much of a stretch to look at uh, Tyrese Maxey at that number eight spot? Yeah, eight. And I'll hang up and hear what you have to say. Yeah, I can only go off and appreciate the call, man. I thought that was a good call. I can only go off of sure thing. what we've what we've researched and what you hear. It seems like they have him more between the fifteen and twenties range rather than early lottery. Um, I think Max he's a scrapper though. You know, oh, I, I understand sure. the three point shooting is not down uh, is down, but I love the floater. You know, he can get into the paint. He's a good finisher, as you said. Free throw shooting is there. You have Kenny Payne here. You have um, Johnny Bryan, who's a guard developer here. Twenty seven, if he's there, take him. You know, if he's there, twenty seven, they like him, take him. I don't yeah. think it'll be. It won't be eight though. I don't think they'll be reaching for any of these guards at eight. I don't think they're gonna reach for Kira. I don't think they're going to reach for Maxi. I don't think they're going to reach for Cole Anthony either. Yeah, no, that's more of a trade back situation that we talked about earlier. And I like Maxi. Maxi's a scrapper, as you already said. He's tough. They like the way he goes into the paint, he's ready to take contact. He's he's an awesome finisher. Um, I'd be ecstatic like to have him on the team too. But that that requires a trade back because that's a reach then. Yeah, like to take him out of that slot. Um, I, I think. You know, when it, when it comes to like three point shooting for him, like you hope that he can develop. Like I think, and I'm going to throw it back to to Spencer uh, on the uh, the lotto night. It's you know, he's a clutch player. Like when the when when it when he wants to step up to the challenge, he will step up to the challenge. And sometimes you just need guys who can just step up to to the plate and just like perform. And Max is like that type of guy. He's ready to like he's ready to be in that type of moment from what he showed at UK. Uh, if we do take him. Uh, then I am really questioning our Kentucky uh, connections with KP. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then we're just strictly going Kentucky and we're strictly Kentucky uh, and CAA, man. And, and that's and Vassell, all we're doing. Vassell is CAA and OBCAA, among others, you know, yep. among others. Uh, but Vassell is definitely CAA, OBCAA. 
Watch out for the CAA Illuminati come draft night at number eight, man. Don't be surprised if Obi's the pick either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And like the concern with Obi, like we already went over, is just defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you know, if we're, I feel like it would be like the reverse effect. Like we're tired of like having guys who just play like defense and just can't shoot, can't and shoot. Then we'll have a guy who has complete opposite. Can't, yeah, complete like, opposite. My question is like, I guess like the the one thought with like Obi is like, could Tibbs mask his defensive flaws? Like, never know with Mitch there. Yeah. You yeah. never know if you if you get another quality wing defender in there. You know, um, that that could again, if you have that flexibility on the wing, who could potentially guard some fours, maybe maybe you can have uh, lineups where you have an Obi at a small ball five. You know what I mean? It it yeah. all depends on the other guys around them, but I just think that's a potential. And if anyone would know how to do that, that's certainly Tibbs, man. So we'll see how it goes. Certainly hasn't helped Towns, but it's, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But Al, good show, man. Good, definitely uh, great job. Let's um, get over to your screen. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, remember this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher. Al, I'm going to uh, cut it over to you. Go ahead and uh, sign out, bro. CP, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate the work that you, Jay Ellis, and everyone else does for this channel. It's, it's amazing. And just like, really, thank you for having me on. Uh, for people who want to find me, you can find me at Traticaster101 on Twitter. You can find my articles at Hoops Habit. You can check out the podcast, Knicks, Jets, etc., which drops twice a week. If you're also a miserable Jets fan, please come take a follow. Uh, yeah, and I'll also throw up that uh, Frank Nilakina video for this channel, too. Make sure to check that one out if you haven't Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. The Frank video was great, man. And, and we're working on the, uh, on the RJ video next so great, great job on those indeed, man. Yeah, uh, Alex did the uh, the Frank Nilakina report card. So we're working on the RJ1 and a couple more. So let us know what you guys thought about that as well. And uh, like I said, man, manscaped.com, uh, promo code NYX, 20% off plus free shipping. Don't miss it out. Number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Make sure you come correct, man, when you're going out there with the ladies after the quarantine, man. Um, great show by all the mods. Everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up on for your boys one more time. I want to shout out George Jones in the chat. Definitely want to shout out uh, John Talento, Stephen Fox, Nick the Knicks fan. Uh, Nick the Knicks fan, he's gung-ho about Manscaped, man. He's been talking about Manscaped all night. Uh, Anthony Parasol in the chat, always good to see you in here. Will Rose, appreciate it. Who else we got in here? Random. What's going on? Slim Smith. Appreciate it. Uh, Paul Quick out in the West Coast. Salute to Paul. Out there in L.A. Franco Baldo. Appreciate it as well. And uh, my guy Alex Collins checking in from Ireland. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Appreciate all the support. And uh, lastly, the super chat above the rim. Appreciate the super chat, man. And Luan Williams as well, man. See you guys later on this week. Peace.